Hello, and uh, welcome back to In the Beginning Was the Word. It's me, Nils, again. Gone into the forest today on this uh, lovely Sunday to get into some things for uh, whatever listener still remains, unless they've uh, decided to decry some basic truth as crazy theories or gotten sick and tired of the dire situation of the world but uh, yeah we all have to uh, admit the truth for what the truth is of what we're seeing in the world and that's very important it's fundamental to the function of society in the first place so this entire process is uh, very interesting so uh, just to get into some pretty basic premises that cannot be denied or whatever before i start thinking freely which that basic process of thinking freely I have noticed that they have labeled dangerous insane unwanted things like that <laughs> it's so beautiful out there in this nature I will enjoy my freedom as long as I have it but uh, yeah to get to some <laughs> straight cut basic points that you cannot deny so I'm not sure which one of the versions of the Holy Sacrament has been causing the thing that I'm about to explain maybe it's AstraZeneca maybe it's Pfizer I don't know if it matters too much but so recently I noticed that a BBC presenter, I think her name was Lisa Shaw, I don't remember in my head, but uh, she uh, died from a blood clot in the brain following the vaccination. And I find that interesting that the mainstream media is actually saying that that's what happened. Because there's a lot of uh, deaths now <laughs> that they're saying uh, is COVID or something else. And it's not something else. It's a complication from these uh, so-called vaccines. And it's not some uh, crazy hidden secret or anything. Uh, it's... Uh, process of how it delivers the spike protein and instructs your system to start creating that spike protein which is supposedly was to give you immunity or to be able to fight off covid and uh, what has happened to some people not everyone but some people that they have found Incredible doctors. I encourage you to listen to Brett Weinstein, 
Brett Weinstein, I don't know how to say it. But uh, he's very clever, he's delved into this. And uh, the point was that uh, that like production of spike protein was supposed to stick in the arm or something. Then that is let loose throughout your body's system. And coincidentally, the thing that made COVID dangerous to begin with is the spike protein. That's what they were afraid of. And so what is in fact happening is that people are being given the thing that they were supposed to be protected from. And it's so interesting that the propagandists and the journalist case feel really bad for those people now. They have uh, really gone off the deep end. Like, really. Uh, because they're so invested in, in this lie <laughs> and in this propaganda thing that they can literally fall severely ill from the Holy Sacrament. There was a journalist in uh, Australia and he had uh, developed, I don't remember the medical name for the condition, but uh, it has to do with your heart. It's an infection around your heart. And it's quite serious. And uh, of course, he was sure to tell everyone that uh, this is an extremely rare case and I'm so happy I got it. And I think the only way out of this situation is for all Australians to go ahead and get the Holy Sacrament. And it's not just him, it's hundreds of them. It's the dominant theme right now. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, that's the main narrative right now. <laughs> so what does that mean? Well, I can tell you one thing, and that is uh, that uh, spike protein being uh, unleashed into different parts of your body. Uh, your lungs, your brain, your heart, or your reproductive system, or liver. It's quite random uh, who it affects and why, I'm not sure, it has something to do maybe with your genetic uh, phenotype or something, I'm not sure, maybe it's just random. But uh, if that gets stuck into uh, one of those systems and uh, left to produce spike protein, it coagulates the, the blood. And it creates giant blood clots in those areas of your body, effectively taking out that organ. For instance, if it goes to the brain, uh, you don't have to die from it, but it can uh, mess up some of the arteries up in there and effectively shut off parts of your brain. Uh, this means that uh, if that happens to you, if you're a bit unlucky, I'm not sure if this is supposed to happen to everyone or just a certain percentage. But when that happens, uh, you are effectively lobotomized. Think about that. That's pretty crazy, I think. And. Uh, I have no idea what happened to my uh, 
grandfather, I don't know at all, but he got the shots and uh, around three to five weeks later he developed severe heart issues and he uh, died pretty quickly. But uh, he, was, he was 90 years old, he had some health issues to begin with. But the reason I find it in, like uh, strange is uh, they didn't seem to want to request a formal uh, reason for his death because I guess they assumed he would have died anyway because of his old age. And uh, that argument has been used to uh, justify the lockdowns and the predatory takeover of society and their rights. When old people die of COVID, then they say, "What oh, you want them to die then?" And uh, they definitely died uh, of COVID, even though it was with COVID. But so their argumentation and logic that they have applied there must apply likewise here. Why did he die? And uh, what made my red lights go off a little bit? is when they uh, did not seem interested at all in trying to get to the bottom of that. And uh, they uh, cremated him because uh, they don't have enough grave spots, they say. The commune or the county, that was their reasoning. And that reminds me of uh, my aunt and uncle's dog. They had a wonderful, beautiful Doberman and uh, she had something wrong with her tooth so she was taken into the vet to get care and when she returned she was uh, very ill and then suddenly she died and then they took her uh, dead body to the vet and he uh, cremated her without letting them know a bit worse though because uh, in my grandfather's case they were given quote permission from my from the people left behind to cremate him uh, that was not my business because i'm not his son but uh something's off don't you feel it you don't well all right i think this is weird myself just one weird thing among many others. I'll continue going into them. If you feel like you have uh, the patience and the wit and uh, compassion to keep track with some of the ideas. Because uh, I'm not dangerous and I'm not trying to be mean. I'm trying to help you. All right, I'll uh, sit my butt down to not uh, cause all that noise, a bit nicer to listen to, I suppose. But uh, here's some of the other weird things. So uh, the lockdown, I personally have, uh, I wouldn't say no faith, but I would say very little faith that the lockdown does anything to mitigate or uh, help prevent the pandemic and uh, there's numerous studies that actually conclude with this it's real science 
but there are two brands of signs now. It's the five propaganda ministry bullshit that uh, is uh, taking away your rights and uh, convincing you to become a medical experiment. And then it's real scientists sounding the alarm again and again and uh, they're censored and removed they're not allowed to speak so uh, that's uh, medical fascism and uh, it's a pretty basic idea i don't understand why people uh, can't follow the basic logic but anyway this is uh, yeah corroborated by studies and uh, me just using my own mind it makes sense as well so now I'll speak locally here in Oslo when they locked down everything uh, here's the reason why I don't think that helped at all really uh, it's because uh, it only made all the people go to the same place anyway so uh, if everything's locked down and then you have uh, maybe i don't know 20 places in the city that are allowed to stay open cafes 7-elevens and some of the public transport options then uh, everyone's gonna go there <laughs> and spread the thing just I feel like this is just really basic intuition and uh, having a mind whatever but uh, okay go ahead and believe that but uh, the real uh, the real uh, well agenda with the lockdown is a predatory takeover of private section of society and that's what's happening now so uh, all the businesses are going bankrupt and then they're being bought out by undisclosed foreign investors. And uh, those investors will be the same entities that uh, will flag the rainbow flag and uh, talk very boldly about compassion and inclusion. And seek to uh, mandate QR code VAX mandates. So that's what's really happening. Uh, and uh, I don't think... Uh, yeah, I know. I, w I wish politicians would be more up, up front about this and just admit it instead of uh, this like charade going all the time. But I suppose they're not allowed to say it. Uh, or they don't dare to. Or they're bribed. I'm not sure. I remember... Uh, a YouTube celebrity doctor here in Norway. Uh, this is not about the lockdown. This is about the vaccine. But it's a similar trajectory. He uh, went ahead and told all his uh, followers to run and get the AstraZeneca vaccine. Which on the surface seems like the worst one. But now I'm coming to figure out that Pfizer is equally as bad. But in a different way. But he, uh, he is a doctor and uh, he was not 
supposedly not able to figure out what I was able to figure out. And uh, I'm a theology student. I know nothing about medicine. But I can think. And uh, yeah, so uh, he recommended everyone to do that. And then you see young people literally die of massive blood clotting in the brain. So I can tell you something about that one. That is not a vaccine. That is a bioweapon. You can twist and turn it around as much as you want and uh, hiss your little denial. That's what that is. That is the truth. Now I was trying to uh, find a nice spot to sit, but uh, the entire forest is overrun with, we call them pea ants. Pissimer, <laughs> tissimer, because they uh, pee on you. I guess it's kind of like fire ants, but not as bad. <clears throat> One thing I like about living in Scandinavia is uh, that you don't have to deal with these uh, huge nasty insects all the time. Just in the summer, we have a lot of wasps and these ants, but none of them are too, too bad. They're just bad enough. <laughs> Uh, you're not uh, very manly if you're afraid of wasps, I suppose. But uh, there's been a lot of them recently. I was sitting outside in the, the chair enjoying the sun in my new yard where I live now. And uh, like 12 of them, <laughs> I think, was around me at the same time. And that made me freak out. Uh, because they fly into your ears and everything. They're so in your business. I uh, consider these vaccine companies like a wasp infestation right now. When we see what's truly going on. And uh, there's a famous quote. There's some fam there, there are a few famous quotes that uh, people use pretty heavily to justify some sort of thinking. One of them is that... Uh, Causation does not equal correlation. And uh, I cannot tell you how many times I was told that when I started studying comparative politics first in the city of Bergen. I was told that many times. And uh, sure, but if you make that into a mantra, then that's not correct either. Oftentimes, Correlation does equal causation, just as often as not. I would actually think more often than not. If you were able to do a mathematical equation of all the times you can observe a causation and then the correlation, I would assume none, no, no less than 85% of the times of the time you would see that correlation does not equal no yeah causation not equal but indicates it indicates it 
And then there's another one, and that is uh, you should not assume malice where this is not the correct quote, but I'll use this word. Malpractice is the real reason. But that as a mantra too false, because uh, very often uh, something that is being done that is malicious is just that. It's just, it's just malicious and, uh, and evil. And that's, that's why it's being done. So uh, I think there's a growing number of people who see this. Uh, for some reason, uh, I don't know. I guess maybe I, uh, I went too far. Went into things that are easily disregarded as when I try to like uh, wake my fellow young man up, but uh, they could not. They could not see it or ad admit it. And uh, obviously, uh, if society becomes such a way that you have to participate in these uh, wretched, horrible things in order to uh, fend for yourself or be granted rights that should otherwise be granted to you just naturally, like the right to social security. You don't think that's a problem? I think it's the gravest problem we have faced in a very long time. Humanity itself is under threat, really. And uh, I'm not sure why, uh, instead of uh, coming to realize a potential existential threat, directly to your life, or your livelihood, or your way of life. Why it's so hard to come to see that or realize that? I'm not sure what makes that happen. It's just uh, too much to think about, I suppose. So people, they would rather be told a lie and follow along the pathway of the lie. Where uh, dystopia awaits them. Instead of coming to terms with reality as it is. And uh, one thing that I find interesting is the way that these entities are able to convince people that the shepherd which is coming to help them, that he is the wolf, when it's in fact them who are the wolves. So back to Oslo. None of this is a loony theory or anything. That's what's happening. So private businesses are going bankrupt, being 
bought up by these other, like I said, unspecified foreign entities, but the name is Blackrock. That's the name. And Blackrock is actually the company that, uh, I'm not sure if they own Pfizer, but they're very heavily intertwined with them. But so they get bankrupt and bought up by these entities. And then they start mandating a QR code, medical apartheid, biosecurity, fascist society. And as we see now with journalists and whatever, who are so invested in this lie that they will literally die and their hearts will be all jacked up permanently. Like that dude, I do not know his name, who had uh, an infection in his heart, said it was very rare and uh, it's treatable and all that kind of stuff. Uh, no, actually more than seven, no, yeah, around 65% of people who get what he has do not lo live longer than five years. But he's still gonna go out and say that we should all do this. And so uh, I think uh, part of the thing really going on is uh, some basic human psychology. I remember I was not very good at math. I've never been good at math because I do not like it. I think it's boring. I just thought it was kind of stupid. The only thing I liked, I liked equations and I liked prob probability and I was really good at that. Besides that, I thought it was all stupid really, the way the rules were set up. I just thought it was dumb. Like why does that mean that? I don't know. To me that makes no sense. So that's how I was. So uh, very often when I showed up for class, I would not have uh, done my math homework. Never did any of the math I was supposed to do in school. I just, uh, I couldn't be bothered. I am uh, a person who cannot do something that he does not want to do. Maybe that explains my position now in regards to all this, but to the point. <laughs> so when I showed up for school and I had not done my math homework, it would make me uh, really happy when I realized that someone else too had not done their math homework, because then I would not be alone in uh, that situation that uh, I had created for myself and I had no one to blame but myself, but it negatively impacted me. So why did it make me happy that other people were not succeeding, that they were doing the same as I was doing? Well, the simple fact is that we don't want to be alone. So I think that's one of the reasons. The other is uh, maybe they've just been told, if you say anything else, you'll lose your job. Maybe they threaten their families. I don't know. 
But it doesn't seem like that. I recently saw an Australian basketball player who went out and uh, spoke some truth about these lockdowns and the people promoting them and uh, people that he knew that they were told to promote the lockdown and then they got paid. And uh, if you do not go along, you lose your job and stuff like that. He was just speaking out the truth. That's the two most evident hell holes in the world right now. Australia and Canada. But I do see that people there are awakening. And how could they not? <laughs> when you see what's happening there. It's so evil. It's just absolutely horrible. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy to be stuck there. Would you? Do you hear that animal? A little bird? So cool, all these little sounds they can make. But anyway, uh, yeah, where did I lift off? Yeah, leave off. Yeah, that, that's a dystopian hellhole and I wouldn't want to live there. I don't think anyone would want to live there. And uh, one thing that is good though, I need to give credit where credit is due, is that uh, I've seen mainstream uh, newspapers here, namely Aftenposten, describe that situation as dystopian and that that is not good. And that the, the zero COVID strategy is not something to strive for at all and that it leads to tyranny i'm also seeing uh, the main vaccination strategist here i don't remember his name i wouldn't name anyone anyway but uh he's saying some very responsible things in between following uh, this uh this weird thing so i'm grateful and uh blessed to live here uh, despite the clownery and the lies and people so easily falling prey to much of this we're at a steady course compared to most of the places in the world but now I'm seeing that uh, populations in different areas where it's dystopian enough uh, are starting to to rise up and organize and uh, I would say that's a good thing call this uh, Nazi IQ test really it's when you see uh, 80,000 people marching the streets in Paris what do you see them a bunch of selfish people who do not believe in science or do you see uh, desperate people uh, afraid for their lives and for their rights and fighting for freedom which of these things you see and the way you come to understand it will decide whether or not you will be remembered as a nazi during this period of time and uh, no one is a Nazi on purpose.
it's a thing that happens because of propaganda. No one is uh, deliberately a Nazi. But uh, if you're sitting and uh, accepting and shilling for and being in favor of forced vaccinations uh, of the experimental kind to uh, gain your rights in society that makes you by definition a Nazi it's very similar I don't care what you say to that I really don't care you can say something else but it isn't the truth but anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, why are we letting this happen? Now, I know why in the beginning. Because uh, everyone was told that it was 95% effective. And you would need one or two, maybe three. And everything would work out. But that's not what's happening. It's not what the real data says. The real data that you can check yourself it's widely available despite your uh, ability to become a Nazi even though you have the internet and books and history readily available you still have the opportunity to figure this shit out you do but you do not want to why well you should ask yourself that it's an important question. But uh, I saw a woman who was witnessing, uh, I'm not sure if it was in Congress or where it was, uh, the Senate, I have no idea. It was a public institution in the United States where politicians meet, so it was official and real. She was laying out the straight facts. First of all, it's not a vaccine. So in the cases where it goes to hell, I would say it's a bioweapon. But then in the cases where it works the way it's supposed to work, it's not a vaccine. It's a treatment. What do you think it treats? Can you riddle me that? The riddle of the sphinx, you know? <laughs> the sphinx, whatever. <laughs> riddle me what it treats. What do you think it treats? Yeah, it treats COVID uh, in the way that it came out in the first place. What is COVID? It's an X-factor cold. What do colds do? They mutate all the time. So if you get this treatment, and that's what she's saying in her own words, and that everything shows, and uh, other journalists have pointed it out. Recently, one of them, he was banned from Twitter for just saying this as it is. It's a treatment that may have, I'm not sure if you can even say that it does have, but it may have a positive impact on your illness if you get COVID, if you're unlucky enough to get the real sort of COVID thing, then it can help you in that regard. But it carries risk of severe side effects. And here's the kicker, the riddle of the Sphinx. It doesn't work on the, on the new mutations. So now in Great Britain, two 
thirds of the people put into hospital with COVID, as they say. Now keep in mind, I'm not even sure they're there for COVID. They might only be vaccine injury, like the journalists with the heart problems and the blood clots. Think. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it barely works on that. Two, two thirds of the people, they are fully vaccinated. What do you think that is? Can you riddle me that? It has to do with the nature of the treatment and the nature of the illness. Uh, it's actually considered, uh, I didn't notice until this period of time, but I've figured out that it's considered proper to, uh, to not mass vaccinate in the middle of a pandemic. And uh, a reason for that too is because it can drive new variants that are more dangerous than the original one. Create uh, super strains. And I do know they have called that a right-wing conspiracy theory. So they say... <laughs> real experts. Some of the most acclaimed specialists in the world on epidemiology uh, it's this dude from Thailand I don't remember his uh, name in, in, in my head but he had an interview on YouTube uh, through something called Journeyman Pictures where he was warning about heart disease and blood clots and whatever else is that something he warned about and then it's called the crazy conspiracy theory. And if you believe that, you're dangerous and uh, right wing. And guess what? It happens. And then you have uh, this other dude, Gert van der Busche. I think he's Belgium. He has worked for the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh, in the vaccination process. His main issue was that uh, it will create super strains that will, uh, <laughs> well, affect the vaccinated more than the unvaccinated, and it will make the pandemic worse. Just generally speaking, much much worse. Like it literally, you what you do what according to him, and another dude, uh, Nobel Prize winner in physics or chemistry. I don't remember an older French gentleman. So what they were saying is that uh, if you do that, you'll create a mass extinction event out of uh, a pandemic that is mild to moderate, perhaps. So they call that a right-wing conspiracy theory. And misinformation. And then it happens. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, this is why we call it Clown World. And uh, like I said, you should not assume malice or malpractice is the reason. But I think in uh, much of it now when we're at this state of affairs, this stage of the play, you can definitely assume malice. 
and uh, if uh, my listener is Norwegian or Swedish or whatever, these realities might not sit so well with them because it, it doesn't match their worldview and what they've been told and their surroundings at the current moment. But how it looks in other places now is this. They lock down. It sends people into uh, depression and depravity and despair. And then they're forced to partake in a medical experiment. And then many die. And uh, what I think is going to happen is uh, something called ADE, which is a very real thing. And there's scholarly articles about it. You can Google it yourself if you want to. Like I said, I'm not a medical uh, person. I'm not a so-called expert. And uh, that's another very dangerous thing in this whole uh, scheme. Is when you have a population who... Uh, just because they don't have credentials within a certain field... They don't think that they are worthy of having an opinion. And so if they think like that of themselves and of others too, they are victims of fascism, really, but a sort of thought fascism. So they don't think that they can think. And when I tell them something, because I'm not a doctor, <laughs> they don't believe me. So uh, this is how... Uh, basic uh, the human psychology is you can uh, send person X information that would force person X to realize uh, an existential threat given the information that your message contains but if person X trusts more in person Y who is sending something totally different, the propaganda ministry version of things, then that person would rather believe in person Y if they trust person Y more than person X, which is really funny. So uh, this is why uh, in the very beginning, it's of course, uh, People on the fringes, they figure it out first. People might think the flat is, uh, the earth is flat or something like that. And so then uh, they associate knowledge with being crazy. <laughs> and uh, so then they become these like uh, suicide cult, cultists really. Uh, that's what this is. It's a suicide cult. The bird is back. That's funny. This also has to do with uh, climate, climate change, and whatever. I don't know what to believe there. I think maybe it's a real issue that'll have some severe consequences. But, uh, they're making it into this uh, extinction thing, scaring young people.
but what they're saying is that they're not trying to scare them. They're trying to help them. Like, uh, there was a psychologist in the state media here. And uh, he was saying that uh, if you have anxiety, that's not weird at all. When we consider the state of the world because of the climate. Uh, what, a, what a little propagandist, huh? I wonder if he knows what he's doing. I would like to know that. This little smirk. But anyway, that, that's what they do. They scare the shit out of young people. Uh, that's what the whole Greta Thunberg thing was about. Because of this very basic human psychology that I told you before. It's like with her, you can't criticize her because she's autistic and a child. But, uh, so, I've never criticized her. I've criticized her mantra. And what's being said and what's being done. That they're literally telling children that the world is going to end and it's your parents' fault. And uh, so if you manage to get people into uh, fear, a state of fear, sort of a mass psychosis and delusion, you can do whatever you want. So uh, see these like uh, young Norwegians, blonde, upper class, down in the city, standing in formation for the climate, just pushing this Nazi ideology, and that we need to do this and that and the rest of the world and we will rise again. Meanwhile the lockdown is starving the entire planet, <laughs> millions of people are starving to death all the time, and uh, our compassionate left here. Once we figured out that AstraZeneca is, in fact, a bioweapon in some cases, then they're like, we're going to send it to Africa because they need our help. We're going to be humanitarians. <laughs> the current state of the phoniness is so wild. I just, I can't take it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they'll be down in the books congratulations to them but so in some areas now where this is the worst right now then it's literally like this uh, lockdown, lockdown, lockdown and force them to get it and people die from it and then they'll blame COVID and because uh, everyone is dying of COVID then they'll continue doing it until civilization is dead and you're, you're dead and your children is dead and everyone is dead. They'll fucking kill everyone. <laughs> and uh, you need to fucking realize that. You really do. Not sure if that's the plan here. Seems like uh, the plan here is more like uh, uh, kind of down with it. Suppose we have to do something about the climate, you know. So here it'll transition a bit more naturally, I suppose. But in other areas, they know they can't uh, proceed with this uh, stuff unless they uh, do some very evil and horrible things to people. And that's uh, what's happening. It's the truth. And... Uh, 
just a little thing here to sort of uh, signify the hellhole dystopia levels of this. So it was somewhere in the UK, I don't know where exactly where, I think it was Ireland or Scotland. But they were like uh, on this like uh, morning breakfast TV show or whatever. <laughs> and uh, they were like, yes, in three hours, we managed to get the vaccine made. And we were just given the, <laughs> the patent automatically from the Chinese government into our system. And uh, then we made all these vaccines for the people. Yo, what? As they say, nigga, what? <laughs> because I'm white, I'm not supposed to say that word. I think it's time to break down some of the politeness barriers. That's another big part of the reason why we're in this fucked up situation. It's because people are more concerned about the word they use than what's happening in truth. So that's another part of this. Uh, <laughs> in the beginning when some of this was unfolding and some of the people who uh, are very sharp and uh, outspoken, they were going a bit mad and uh, comparing it to Nazism straight away. And now we see that they were right, but uh, perhaps uh, they were uh, blowing their horn a bit early. Then uh, the apologetics, the little suicide uh, cultist uh, slash Nazi propaganda victims, really. They, uh, <laughs> they were more offended that they would dare to make that comparison. Because we'll remember what happened to the real Jews. How horrible that was. How dare you say such a thing? <laughs> a really crazy and sad part of this uh, is all the... Or are all the people who like to call themselves anti-fascist and anarchist and whatever. And they spend their entire time... <laughs> These idiots, sorry. But <laughs> they spend their entire time trying to find Nazis online. That's what they do all day. And you can give them an example of a, a country that's not this country, but it's a country. And there people are forced to get these experimental treatments. <laughs> and if they refuse to comply, uh, they lose their job and their rights of social security. And so that's literally medical apartheid. Like it literally is. And uh, you can say something else, but then you're a liar. Bitch ass phony liar, really. I don't care. That's just what you are. Nothing warrants that either. Even if 40% of people died from this illness, it would not warrant that. But they are the foot soldier cohort uh, defenders of this. So, yeah. I think those people who are like actually in the propaganda branch 
within journalism and whatever. Working for Vice, perhaps. Or maybe they were what they call intellectuals. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they still fall for this when they spend all their time researching fascism and whatever. That's some literal. It's almost demonic. They're such, such clowns. I would be so ashamed of myself if I was one of those people. And the funniest part is you, you can bring all this information to them. They never have an argument, never. They never actually reply to anything you say. They just designate you as something. Conspiracist or dangerous or crazy or this or that. They try to psychoanalyze you or something. Deflect. There really is no truth within them. This goes into the fact that the rainbow flag is so heavily used in correlation with all this stuff happening. I don't know, there's some, something there, like the causation correlation scheme. And uh, I guess you shouldn't be too surprised because uh, in the academic sector of this, keep in mind that these are people who professionally based the entire worldview and dogma upon the notion that truth does not exist. That's what Jordan Peterson was warning about. I find it interesting that we have young men who have read his works but who still do not see this. Funny denial there. But most people will come to realize it after a while. Lots of cars here now. Hope it doesn't mess up the sound quality too much. I'll end this talk now soon anyway. Uh, hope you find faith. That you pray even for your enemies. As Jesus says, forgive them for they know not what they do. I have not done that. I have judged people because I think they do know what they do. <laughs> but I think they're just liars. So uh, I'll have to ask forgiveness for that. That is not good on my part. My spirit hasn't been the best always. But uh, go figure why some of us were hot-blooded why we react it's like inhuman really to just sit there like some sort of enlightened uh, Buddha see everything happening and not care I think but maybe they are just so enlightened to the Brahman wheel of time thing that they become psychopaths <laughs> what do I know but I wish you a grand Sunday take care Share this with people and uh, spread the truth. Get your business in order and get ready. It's coming for you. <laughs>